Welcome to the Ultraviolet Tide podcast presented by The Ultraviolet. Join us every week for a healthy dose of skincare tips and tricks, lifestyle advice, mental health advocacy, and more all rolled into one weekly podcast. Without further ado, let's get into this week's episode. Welcome back to the Ultraviolet Tide podcast. We are super excited to have you back this week for our second episode of the podcast. And we're excited because today we're introducing something new. So when we first launched the podcast, we wanted it to be a healthy dose of skincare tips and tricks, lifestyle advice, mental health advocacy, and more. But one of the things that is core to the LUV brand that we knew we wanted to incorporate was stories, specifically skin cancer stories. And we thought who better to tell those stories than one of our ambassadors who have been with us since the very beginning. So we are introducing a new segment called the Skin Check with Jen. And to kick off the new segment and everything, we have Jen herself here to give us a little bit of insight into everything. So the new monthly segment is hosted by Jen Schultz as an opportunity for LUV ambassadors and other skin cancer advocates to share their stories, offer advice, and show support for others. So we're excited to hear some of those stories, and we hope that you guys can really ring true to them in your lives and use those resources and stories to really fuel your own journey But Jen's background, so she is an LUV ambassador, four times melanoma survivor, writer, certified melanoma educator, podcaster, and so much more. And Jen, I know that this doesn't even begin to encompass all that you do, so I'll allow you to give a brief introduction as well. Yeah. So as you mentioned, I'm a four-time melanoma survivor, and I was first diagnosed in January of 2015. And we caught it really early, so I was very fortunate. So that's what really brought me into the melanoma community. But it took a while before I really started to get in deeper and make those connections and relationships. And that really started because even though I was pretty quickly declared cancer-free, over time with the skin checks and the biopsies and the surgeries and all of that building up, even though I was still on paper cancer-free, I felt more like a cancer patient than ever. And because of that, I really started to struggle with my mental health. And so the biggest things that helped me cope with that were sharing my story, connecting with others in the community that really understood what I was going through, the survivor's guild, the skin cancer is cancer. It's not just something that you scrape off. And then just how you can feel like a patient, even when you aren't actually going through active treatment and then uh, writing about it. So journaling and writing has always been a big part of my history. That's why I went to school for communications and journalism. So at my heart, I am a storyteller and With this segment, I'm just really excited to connect deeper with the other ambassadors in the community, share their stories. There's a lot of power in storytelling and just really helping the rest of the community feel that they weren't alone because that's where I found most of my healing. I think Sigda and I are most excited for this segment because it really gives the opportunity just to embrace how important community is and this is kind of an extension of that community in a whole new way is giving people the opportunity and a platform 
to share their story and having that be kind of a healing resource in return for people. I think this was one of the topics that we um, touched on last week as well with Michelle, that, you know, if you have a significant other or you have a partner, you live with someone, you can't expect them to pick up the slack and you can't expect them to take responsibility for your happiness or even hold them accountable to that because it's too much pressure on one person. And forget the one person, it's too much pressure on your family, uh, you know, parents, siblings, uncles, aunts, whoever it might be. So I think community is one of those places where it's probably the only place where someone can step in and say, I sympathize with you. You know, I've been in the same shoes that you're in right now. This is my experience and here's how I can help. Yeah. And to go off of that, Snagda, too, I think that a lot of times, even when we have a really strong support system. So I have an incredible support system. I have a group of friends that if my mom can't go to an appointment with me, they have a group chat that I'm not a part of and they all like text their schedules and then they'll text me after because they know that I will say like, no, I can go by myself. It's no big deal. Don't worry about it. And I'll refuse the help or not want to be a burden or put that onto anyone else. So they figure it out without me ever knowing. And they just send me a text and they're like, nope, this is who's coming. They've already taken off work. What time do you need us to pick you up? And so I have that incredible support system, but there's also something even deeper. My mom, as much as she would like to help, doesn't understand what it's like. She knows what it's like to have an autoimmune disease. So she can relate a little bit on something that I have something that not a lot of people understand. But to really connect with others in that community who have shared experiences. And even though, you know, we're different stages, we're different backgrounds, different histories, different states, a lot of those emotions and feelings, I'm not the same person I was before. A lot of the anxiety around recurrence, especially in the melanoma community, those things really resonate and come across even with people that aren't in the melanoma community, but it really helps you feel seen and understood in that melanoma community to have those shared experiences. I think one thing too that kind of rings true is, Jen, we've talked about this before, kind of your mental state after. And it's hard to explain to someone something that you're still trying to process yourself what's going on. And I think, you know, your conversation with the MRF about anxiety and telling stories a couple months ago was incredibly powerful because you guys were almost giving a name to something that people are trying to figure out themselves what exactly is going on. And, you know, anxiety is something that when people were going through skin cancer treatment a couple years ago, they didn't really have that kind of terminology to help them understand what they were going through. Yeah. And just even hearing that other people have those same fears. Sometimes you worry that I shouldn't feel this way or, you know, my cancer is gone. I should be happy. Why don't I feel happy? Just it's hard to validate our own feelings sometimes, but hearing that from somebody else that they have felt the same thing, they've gone through some of those same emotions. It just, again, it's that shared experience, but it lets you know that not that there's a normal, but it is normal to experience those things. Yeah, absolutely. And I want you to talk a little bit more about your experience with the MRF because you are a huge advocator and educator for melanoma and specifically research and, you know, giving attention to MRF that it 
deserves and melanoma that it deserves. Yeah, that came across very organically and has slowly built over time. So when I was first struggling with the melanoma, I started writing and just really looking in to find more information. I always feel like when I don't feel in control of something, the more information I have, the more power I feel that I have. And so the Melanoma Research Foundation is one that I found very early. And they have an online course that you can sign up for free to become a certified melanoma educator. And I just thought, how cool I can take this course, find out more information about melanoma, but then be able to share that information with others. So that was my first step. And then I started connecting with a lot of other people just in the melanoma community, became an LUV ambassador, and started connecting with other LUV ambassadors. And it was LUV Ambassador D who introduced me to Advocacy Days. So I can't remember how many years it's been going on, but since 2020, it's been virtual because of COVID. And so last year, I was able to participate. I met with a couple of Minnesota lawmakers by Zoom. And we're really excited because this year we get to go, we're back in D.C., we get to go back on Capitol Hill and talk to lawmakers about specific asks for more funding for melanoma research, for treatment. Um, Last year, we had some asks around the military. They interviewed different members of the military. And if you think about a lot of the places that are military has been sent in recent years. A lot of them are out in the desert and our veterans are saying we don't even remember being given sunscreen. So we're finding more and more skin cancer cases among veterans. So there's funding within the military that's available. And so that funding can be put towards melanoma research as well. And so that's another place that we can get more funding, more awareness and more education. And then finally, LUV Ambassador Leah was also connected to the Melanoma Research Foundation, and they have a series called Ask the Expert. And in the past, it's always been dermatologists and social workers, for the most part, sharing their experiences. And the feedback that they've gotten is, we'd love to hear from other patients and survivors and hear their experiences. So they started to put together a panel of quote unquote, experts that they could call on for different segments. And so Leah and I are both part of that panel. And I was in the fear of recurrence and anxiety about a month and a half ago, but we'll be participating in some more along with Leah upcoming through 2023. There really is something to be said about people sharing their real, authentic, true stories. I mean, when we're talking about advocacy days with the MRF, Jen, I know you and I have talked about this before. The power of raw, real, honest stories can impact so much change more so than someone like maybe who doesn't have that kind of grasp on the whole situation. Just being able to impart, hey, here's what I went through. Here's how old I was. And this is how skin cancer and melanoma impacted my life. And I think, well, one, kudos for you for having the strength to share that. It's not easy. It's something that people, you know, when they first kind of are going through skin cancer or maybe they're a a caregiver for someone who's going through melanoma, it's a hard thing sometimes to talk about because there's a lot of emotion and you feel overwhelmed and you feel every single emotion that's probably possible. So the power to kind of harness that and talk about it is incredibly powerful and helps impact change for sure. 
it's gotten easier with time. I think the more I share my story, it never comes out the same. But the more you share it, the more power you feel behind it and the more in control. So it does make it easier. But there are times, especially when there's those more emotional pieces or something more recent happens. When I talk sometimes about certain aspects like survivor's guilt, I lost my cousin this summer. And so sometimes I get very emotional when I talk about that piece. So the emotions do sometimes come in, but sometimes that makes it even more powerful because I think especially when we're talking about the medical field and we're talking to lawmakers, they hear numbers all the time. So budget numbers, finance numbers, when you're talking about the medical numbers, it's how many people have had this disease compared to how many people in the United States. And so they're inundated with numbers. And when you get somebody in front of them, that's a human person sharing an incredibly human story. And if you can find a connection point, it gives them a reason to see past the numbers. I think as a country, as a whole, we've become really almost desensitized to numbers, especially in the last three years with COVID when we're going through it, not just as a country, but with the world as a whole. And you're like, now we've lost this many people and then this many people and this many people have it and stuff to be able to, we need that personalization and those human stories to make it feel real and get us beyond the numbers again. Yeah, I think that's one of the other reasons that I'm super excited about this series is we're really diving in on those stories, right? So we're giving the opportunity to talk about all of the feelings people felt as they were going through and everything in between. And the reason we called it the Skin Check with Jen is not coincidental. That was actually something that has purpose behind it. Do you want to touch a little bit on that? Yeah. So, I mean, getting a skin check is the very basic, most important thing that you can do. There's for everybody. This isn't just, you know, skin cancer to survivors or people who have skin cancer in their family. There's not really a set age when that should happen. But I would say by the time you're 18, you should start thinking about it because you've had 18 years of, you know, sun exposure. All sun damage is cumulative. So anytime that we get a sunburn, even though the tan lines and the burn and the color heal, like our skin remembers all of that. And those skin checks are really vital for somebody beyond ourselves to take a look at our skin and be able to catch things very early. Melanoma is the most dangerous form of skin cancer, but it's also the most treatable if it's caught early. And so by the time you're 18 years old, I think it's really important to have a skin check at least annually. I know a lot of other members in this community, it's the first of each month. It's like, do you have a skin check? If you haven't had your skin check this year, let's make sure you get it. So we're really passionate about getting skin checks and advocating for that. And so I think it's just a great way for us to tie in that checking in with the other ambassadors to something that we're really passionate about as an ambassadorship community. And, you know, going off of that, something that you touched on is, you know, starting at 18, getting those skin checks. And some people might think, isn't that too early? Like, what are you talking about? But one of our LUV ambassadors who we brought on kind of in the early stages, she had to have been one of the first five ambassadors. She was diagnosed with melanoma when she was 18. She was in college. Um, It was her freshman year of college. And that's how she found it. And you know, that's what we tell people. It's not to scare you. It's to be informed. 
and make kind of those decisions early on to take your skin health into consideration, it's always good to go for peace of mind. You know, the best feeling ever is feeling like, oh, there wasn't really any point in me going because they didn't find anything. Perfect. That's exactly what's supposed to happen. You're supposed to go and it's supposed to be a clean check. That means you're doing it right. You don't want to wait until it's something that has progressed even further because as we know with, with skin health and with skin cancer, the earlier the better. Yeah, it was actually a class in college that I learned about the different signs of like moles and getting them checked for melanoma. So the A, B, C, D, E. And I really kind of credit that college course as probably having saved my life because I think if you talk to any skin cancer or melanoma survivor, they, the reason we advocate for those is because we know a lot of people that weren't getting them and weren't paying attention or they saw a mole and they're like, I'm sure it's nothing. And especially those that are stage three and four, if they could go back and change that one thing, they would have gone in sooner. And so we can look for those signs of changes, but we're not the experts. The doctors are and worst case scenario, everything's good and you're clear for another year. Yeah, absolutely. That is the best case scenario is that you're at those yearly skin checks. Going annually is such a blessing for people who have dealt with melanoma and skin cancer who are on kind of different rotations and cycles. They all wish that they were on that annual schedule. So definitely do not take it for granted. Yeah, I I myself am hoping to get back there someday. So since 2015, I made it to a six month check in mark. And we were talking about I could go to a year, I could stay at six months. And my dermatologist even said we could go to nine months and just kind of pick the time frame in the middle. But then unfortunately, at that skin check, we had a biopsy and it was basal cell. So they're like, no, you even though it wasn't melanoma, I had to stay at six. And then the one after that was the first of my most recent set of melanomas. And so that one I had three within a year and a half. And so If everything goes well in February, I'll be celebrating one year with no evidence of disease again. So one year in the clear, hopefully. Yay. We're excited for that celebration. Well, Snigda and I are really excited for this series. Snigda, I don't know. What are you most excited about for this segment? Honestly, I just love talking to people. And I feel like whenever, you know, we bring someone new into the community or you meet someone, someone DMs you on Instagram. I swear I've never seen more active DMs in my life. I feel like I tell this to everyone at all the pop-ups that we go to and everything. Like it's crazy, especially I think maybe beginning of last year, like there were a lot of people discovering our brand, discovering the clothing that we were putting out. Maybe they were just mutual friends of people who are already in the community, friends of ours, just learning people's stories survival stories, you know, the hardships that they go through. Having the privilege of knowing the rest of the community is crazy. I mean, knock on wood, I've never had my own brush with skin cancer, but at risk of sounding like a broken record, I want everyone to be proactive versus reactive because we do have the privilege of a very well built out healthcare system. So if you have access to healthcare, please take advantage of it. Go schedule your skincare skin checks. Take your skincare seriously as well. Wear your sunscreen. (laughs) But yeah, of course, I am so excited to see what comes out of this. Snigda and I always say our favorite messages ever to get are from people who said, I started wearing sunscreen because of you guys. Yeah. 
even people that will tell me like, I went and got a skin check. I've seen your story. It's the best compliment you can receive. A hundred percent. It makes me do a little happy dance. I think getting messages like that, getting orders, getting positive reviews of the products are the three things that make me do a happy dance every single time without without fail. Yeah. Well, and like Snake of the Said, it really is a really active community. I've been so fortunate. I've actually met different survivors from across the country in person, which has been crazy. So um, Katie, who's an LUV ambassador last April, we met in person and I was out in Arizona with my family. So my mom was with when Katie and I first met in person and I saw her pull in and I got like super emotional just as she pulled into the parking lot in her car. And as she was walking up, I told my mom, I was like, I think I'm going to cry. And when she hugged me, I did. I just started crying. My mom was like, no, I'm crying. But there's just such a powerful moment there with that connection. And we always kind of joke, it's the worst club. Nobody wants to be a member of this club, but it really does have the best members. And I can't emphasize that piece enough. And we're going to be able to see those relationships in action when this segment really takes off. We are planning for the first episode of the Skin Check with Jen to go live on February 21st, and we're planning for a really fun first guest. Um, No spoilers, but we're planning for a super exciting first guest on the segment. Jen, thank you so much for your time, and we're super excited for the segment to begin. And if people are feeling the same and they're anxious and they're excited and they're ready to go, where can they connect with you in the meantime until the first episode goes live? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram is where I am most active on social media at Jen with two N's underscore Patrice. So J-E-N-N underscore Patrice. And then I also have a website, which is JenPatrice.com. And I just want to thank you guys so much, too. I'm looking forward to the segment, connecting deeper with the rest of the LUV community, and then just really having the opportunity to share other people's stories. It's probably the piece I'm most excited about. We're excited too. February 21st, everyone, mark your calendars and we are super excited. Thank you guys so much for joining us this week and we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Ultraviolet Tide podcast, a weekly podcast that delivers a healthy dose of skincare tips and tricks, lifestyle advice, mental health advocacy, and more, all rolled into one weekly podcast. You can find us at lowultraviolet.com and wherever you listen to your podcasts. We'll see you next week on the Ultraviolet Tide.